Hello, 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 everybody. This is Tanika Steens, and I am the Mindful Coach and Life Enthusiast. And thank you for joining me today. I'll wait a little bit to let you start coming in. It is exciting to be on today. I feel like I haven't been on for a while. So thank you for joining in today. It's awesome to be in the land of the living and it's a beautiful day. It is sunny outside. I hope you had a chance to go outside and enjoy the sunshine. It's Wednesday. It's beautiful. The sun is shining. It's bright. Sunshiny day. It's awesome day to be alive. So today I'm coming to you to talk about my mindful journey. And I usually do that on Wednesdays, but I think I've missed a couple of Wednesdays just because I had to take some time off to get some things together. So give you some time to get in here. So come on in and join me today. Talk about what we've been mindful on. I hope that you all have been taking time to be mindful and doing things that can help you on your mindful and spiritual journey because it benefits us all to be mindful because you know that that's what Jesus came for. He came to transform us through the renewing of our minds to help us to think on a different level, to help us to be, remo- be renewed through the transforming of our minds, to help us to be elevated on a newer way of thinking and and to put off the old ways of doing things and try a new way of doing things and to be elevated to a new level. He said to think on things that are above and not below. And so, you know, I've had to take some time off to get some balance back in my life because again, you know, this last year has hit us hard and and a lot of things have happened that have knocked us off our square. And so, you know, if I was to just say that everything has been smooth sailing, you know, I wouldn't be quite honest. And so I had to take some time and recalibrate and it's okay. We have to do that. If we don't do that, we can find ourselves in a state of disarray. And so it's wise of us to seek good counsel. It's wise of us to take time to reevaluate our situations. It's wise of us to, step back and look at our situations and readjust sometimes. And so, you know, sometimes we have to understand what's going on and reevaluate and see what we need to do in our life that needs changed. And so, you know, there are some things that's been bothering me lately and, you know, coming upon this Lenten season and looking at things that we need to um, fast over and give up and pray about, you know, I've, I've been having to do a lot of that. And this just being our third day of March, I've been on the struggle bus lately. And so I started thinking and asking myself, how did I get to this place? What is going on, Jesus? I'm usually pretty good at picking myself up and encouraging myself and speaking life and and not being in a in a bad place for long, but it just seems like I've been in a place of of um, of stagnation for far too long. I don't care if it's an hour, 
if if I'm there for too long, I need to get out of it. And it just seems like I was there for too long and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what is going on? Why am I feeling so troubled in my spirit? Why am I feeling like this? And and what did I do to get there? And what do I need to do to get out of it? Why do I feel this way? And so, you know, the, the Bible tells us a lot of things. It, it tells us that um, we can be angry, but don't sin in it. And so I found myself being angry about things. And I'm like, why are you so mad? Why does every little thing send you in a fit of rage? And so I started reading the Bible about that. What does the Bible say about being angry? And what does it say about having these feelings? And why does it say, and these are all fleshly feelings that I'm having. So Stay with me, if you will, because I'm sure that other people have felt this way. And if you did, I'm going to help you with that. And so I started wondering why my flesh was attacking me, because that's what it does. Our flesh attacks us. And so our flesh is warring with the spirit. And so I'm like, why am I having this spiritual war going on? Because I usually can battle that pretty good because I keep my mind fixed on Jesus. But apparently something's got me distracted. What's going on? And so I started looking in the Bible and I'm like, okay, help me, God, help me to find out what I'm what I'm searching for to, to fix this problem that I've got going on. And so as I started looking and I found out in Galatians, that's exactly what it was. I'm at war with my flesh. And so the flesh is attacking me because it, it, I'm, I'm in this spiritual battle with my flesh trying to combat certain things. And so that's why I'm getting angry with every little thing, because. It's, it's a heart problem. It's a heart condition that's going on. And so what I found here in Jeremiah, it says, um, let me see, 17, Jeremiah 17 and 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I'm like, what? And so when you think about that, a lot of people say, follow your heart. Yeah, don't follow your heart. Your heart will have you messed up. Your heart will have you in some bad situations. Your heart will have you doing some things that you just can't understand. So I started thinking about when did my heart get in this situation? What's going on? Because I'm like, you know, the word tells us to lean not on our own understanding, but to trust in God in all our ways, acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will make our path straight. And so if we put all our trust in the Lord if we trust in him, he will lead us. And so we trust in him with our heart. If we put our heart in him, he will lead us. If we follow our own heart, our heart will have us messed up. And so that's what was happening. I was following my heart in situations, thinking I was doing the right thing. But see, the way that a man thinketh is foolish. And that's what had me messed up. Because see, all the time I was thinking I was trusting God, I was trusting my heart. But all the time I was thinking that I was putting my heart's trust in God, I was following my heart. And that's where I messed up. And so I thought I was doing the right thing, but I had missed a step. And it's okay, because sometimes we fall down, but we can get back up. And it's all right. And so, oh, okay, so someone said, I don't have any sand. I don't know why I don't have any sound. Mom, can you hear me? Okay. Christy, I don't know why you can't hear me. No, Christy says she can't hear me. 
No, but someone said they can't hear me. I need you to get back on and see if you can hear me. Okay, so hopefully you can hear me. I don't know if this is better. Can you hear me now? Hopefully you can because every time I try to get on here for some reason or another, there is some strange reason why I don't have sound. I don't know why. It's weird. And so if you can hear me, just let me know. Okay, let me see something. Hmm. I don't know. But anyways, hopefully you can hear me. Because what I got to say, I feel like is really important. Because it's about this heart condition and it's about being able to understand what to do when we have this heart condition. And when we have this heart condition, we got to know where to go to fix the problem of the heart condition. And so again, like I said, I went to the Bible to, to search out where I could find what was going on with my heart. And so it says, it does not fear when he comes, it leaves are always green. Hold on, I'm, I'm reading in the wrong place. It says it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. And so what are you doing on your own accord? If you, on your own accord, are trying to figure it out, if you are searching for answers, outside of God, if you are doing things on your own, then your condition probably is not going to change. And you are going to stay in that situation. And your spirit is going to continue to feel crushed. And that's where I was at. I was, I was feeling crushed until I started seeking out what the problem was. And so a lot of times people will call me up to pray for them and they'll call me a prayer warrior and they will say, you are such a prayer warrior. And I'm like, really, am I a prayer warrior? You know, you can pray too. You, you can pray to the Lord just like I can. But for a while, I was having a problem praying. It was hard for me to speak to God. It was hard for me to really have a conversation and and to cry out and, and I and I couldn't understand what the problem was and then I realized what it was. Have you ever been mad at somebody that you love? Let's be honest for a minute. 
Have you ever been mad at somebody that you love? You love them, but you're mad at them. And when you're mad at somebody that you love, it's hard to talk to them. It's hard, it's hard to have a conversation with someone that you're mad at. And I can't lie that I was mad at God because I felt like he didn't answer my prayer. I felt like he let me down. But see, this is where I was wrong because I was being a, a brat because I'm his child. And so I can say that I was being a brat because I asked my father for something that he didn't give me. And I was mad about it. I was upset. I was angry. I was hurt. And so I didn't talk to him about it. I didn't want to tell him how I felt. I just shut down. And I was mad. Because I couldn't believe that he didn't do what I asked him to do. I, I couldn't believe that he would not do that for me. Because after all, I am his daughter and he loves me just that much that he will give me anything that I ask him for. And I know that he will because he always does. But this he didn't do. Why? Why not? Why would you not do this for me? Why? Why did you not do this for me? This one thing, all I ask, but you didn't do it. But see, he knows what's best for me. No matter how bad I thought it hurt me, that he didn't do it, he knows what's best, right? And so when I went to this word and I started realizing that my flesh wanted something because my heart <laughs> is deceitful and my heart was searching for something and being angry and was being vindictive and was being vengeful and my heart was trying to lust after something that my father knew was no good for me. When I realized, oh my goodness, he was keeping me for something. He was securing my peace for something because father knows best. I realized that and he sent me over here to Psalm 34 and 17 where it says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Hmm. And all I can do is say, Father, forgive me. Forgive me, Father, because you know what's best for me. And then he dried my tears. And so now that I cry is because of the fool that I have been for not believing and trusting that he knows what's best. He knows what's best for me. And, and that's why he came to set my mind right to bind up the brokenhearted and to set the captive free. See, what we sometimes think we want, what sometimes we think we need, isn't necessarily what's right or what's best for us. And so as I go on this journey of self-discovery 
and being mindful, I have to be aware of who I am and whose I am. And see, just because something seems right and something feels right doesn't necessarily mean that it is. And so I have to step back and I have to understand what it is. And I need to realize that when my father tells me something, I have to trust and believe that he knows what's right. He is the one who said it. And so if he created it all and if he knows it all and if he does it all, then who am I to question it? Who am I to go against it? Because it's only going to set me back even further. And so everything that he has done for me to this point, he's never failed me yet. So at this moment, if he tells me no, when he's always told me yes, and if this time he said no, why should I question it? It's okay. I'm going to be all right. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Everything is okay. And, and I know that. He has proven that and he doesn't even have to. So shame on me. And so what I'm here today to tell you is, no matter what it is that we think we might want, whatever our heart is leading us to do, don't trust your heart. Don't trust your heart. Don't lean on whatever your heart is guiding you to do. Give your heart to God. Because what I did was ask the Lord, my father, to renew in me a right spirit and give me a clean heart. Please give me a clean heart because this heart that I was trusting in, this heart that I was thinking was leading me in the right direction, that heart, mm -mm, it was distorted. It was troubled. It was weak. It was nasty. And it, it needs to go. But when I woke up this morning, he woke me up in a right mind with a renewed spirit and with a clean heart. And I just woke up and I just praised God, thanking him for one more sunny day, for a chance to for forgiveness, for a chance for redemption, for a chance of understanding, for a chance to know that even though I got it wrong. He gave me a chance to make it right. So that's the kind of God I serve. That's the kind of father that I have. That no matter what I do, he still loves me. I'm not even good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. But he still loves me. He still loves me. He reminds me of that every day. And so the other day, you know, I was sitting there on my computer and I'm working and my favorite song, I Love the Lord, comes on. And, and he says, call those things as if they were. And I just, I had to make a post about it. I love the Lord because he heard my cry and he pitied my groans because he knew what I was going through. And at that moment, when I, when I wrote that, he set things right in my spirit. He helped me because he heard my groans and he, he helped me to realize what I needed to do. And at that moment, I was able to send up a righteous prayer. I was able to call out to him 
purposely and fully with my whole being. I was able to speak to him in spirit and in truth. I was able to talk to my father out of love and not out of anger. I was able to come to him with my whole heart. I was able to pour out to him in my love language. I was able to tell him, Father, this is your daughter. This is the one who comes to you broken, who needs your comfort, who needs your grace. And just like that, he made me new. And and I just want to tell you what he did for me, he'll do it for you. So don't worry, don't fear, don't doubt. You get upset if you're angry, if you're mad, don't be ashamed. Don't be discouraged. Just for a little while, it's okay. If you fall down, get back up. Don't stay there. You can search these scriptures all day long, but you won't find him. Look within. He's in you. He's there. You will find him. Seek him within. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is on this journey with you. Be mindful for that. Understand, he made you in his image. He loves you and he's waiting for you with open arms, arms wide open. And so when your heart deceives you and you're left feeling broken and crushed, know that there is a word from the Lord that will fill you up. And it will make you whole again. But don't just wait for that time to come. Seek him often. Get up early and seek him. In the middle of the day, seek him. In the middle of the night, seek him. With all your might, seek him, honor him, obey him. Trust in the Lord at all times. Be in his presence. He will fulfill your every need. There is nothing greater. There is nothing greater than the joy of the Lord. So on this day, know that there is a purpose and a plan for your life. And always remember and never forget that you were created with a purpose. Go. Be great. God bless you.